Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on gas conservation. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet, unless it's McKay's wallet, and then it's so full that it just kind of spills out all I know, over the place. I know. And your family out of the hospital. <laughs> so, I told you this time around, Miss McKay Tautu, that yes. I would talk about skeletons in the walls. And that you could see their bones. And- I not even know if I want to hear this. Actually, this is a lot tamer than I sold it to be. Okay, good. And this has happened in a number of the homes. I actually had an across-the-street neighbor that had this happen to them. Quite often, if there is not enough insulation in a wall, you can tell that because the job that insulation does is to keep the cold out, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it is not there and it does not keep the cold out, the cold comes through. Next thing that happens is if it's an exterior wall and the cold is coming through, you're going to actually have water condense on that wall because you've got differential temperatures. Oh. It's kind of like when you take a glass of lemonade outside, you've got warm air on the outside, you've got a cold glass of lemonade that is inside that glass. So you get the condensation. Yeah, you got the differential temperatures, you got the condensation. This is the same thing that happens in a house that doesn't have either any or doesn't have adequate insulation. Okay. So basically what happens next is, especially for homes that I've seen where they have candles or perhaps smoke or do something else that causes more indoor air pollution, you end up actually being able to clearly see where each of the studs are. Mm-hmm. because the cold is going to condense more where the studs are, so it'll actually be darker there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it happens fairly commonly. I know that there's a number of listeners right now who are smacking themselves on the head and say, I've got that issue myself, and that's what's happening. If you've got that sort of thing going, you probably don't have either enough or any insulation in that wall, exterior wall. Is there a repair that needs to be made or is just insulate? Yeah, after the fact, you have a couple of choices. You can either tear down the sheetrock, put insulation up. And then redo the the sheetrock and paint it and all that sort of thing. Or you can actually have insulation companies that will come in and inject a foam or a material. Now that sounds better. Yes, it does sound better. And that stuff is a lot better. It's going to actually even stiffen up your home rigidity-wise. It's going to improve the structure. Oh, nice. So that is a very good option. And you can find those guys at home stores. Okay. So, yeah, after having done a couple of these inspections uh, where I saw that sort of thing, I mentioned my son-in-law last time around, and he had gotten some experience in doing home inspections, and my neighbor asked, she says, why do I see, you know, the shadows of the studs? And I grinned, and I looked at him, and he explained it to her. And then I fell to win because I had taught my son-in-law something correctly. (laughs) I'm sure you taught him a lot correctly. Okay, so we've talked a lot about how to be efficient with our gas Mm -hmm. in the winter. So is there anything else? We have our insulation. We've done our windows. We've done our doors. We've done our fireplaces. But making sure if it's a real fireplace, that flue is shut, right? That's right. That flue is shut if the fireplace is not on. With gas fireplaces, you just have a glass cover plate, and then the flue is permanently open. And that's great because then... You don't get carbon monoxide and you don't get backdrafting. If you've got like a wood burning fireplace, mm-hmm. 
The thing about the damper is that if it's closed, that's a problem, and if it's open, that's a problem. If it's closed, that means that any fire that uh, happens in the fireplace isn't going to exit the flue, it is going to go into the house. Which, if you've got a wood fireplace, you know, you're going to know that because you're going to fill up with smoke. If you've got a gas fireplace, everybody just dies. <laughs> okay. And by contrast, if it's open, then the carbon monoxide emissions leave, but all the time that the fireplace is not on, you're getting downdrafting and you're losing a ton of money and the place is a lot less In efficient. a gas fireplace? In a gas fireplace, if you do not have a glass cover plate. Oh, okay, yeah. We have a glass plate. Now, so the solution to all of the above is go with gas, go with a ceiling glass cover plate, and leave your flue permanently open. That makes sense. Okay. I've got one more story I want to tell you. All okay. right. Good. I love this. So my home inspections, I did one that was done by uh, one of the bigger builders. It's a name brand in this area. I think everybody that lives in this state would recognize the name. You know, they're that big. And so I did the inspection and we had all of these skeletons, if you will, these shadows that was caused by the condensation and the indoor air dust that condensed right there where those studs were. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at that, and this was pretty much around every perimeter wall in the house. I wrote it up. The sellers got to this. They had only lived in this home for a couple of years, and it was brand new then. What? And so... So the buyers are going, okay, sellers, we don't know if you have any insulation in there, but if so, it still sucks, and we're going to expect you to take care of this. The sellers were shocked and aghast, and they called the builder, and they were ready to sue him. Then, of course, now you've got the attention of the CEO of this massive state builder corporation, and he calls me, and he's not happy. So he basically says, you know, he says, you better know what you're talking about because you will be hearing from my lawyers if you're not dead on correct. I said, okay. And uh, we finished that phone conversation and never heard from him again. Oh, man. So he went in and saw that you were right. Yeah. He says, I know what my standards are. And we put insulation in that home. Okay. Uh, You know, I, I basically said, okay, go check and then you'll know. And I never heard from him again. Oh, man. If you've got that sort of thing going in your own home, yeah, you're losing a lot of heat. You're paying a much larger bill than you should, and you should be aware. Sometimes a builder just misses. Sometimes he'll get the northeast and south wall, and he'll miss the west. So these are things that uh, you just want to take a look at yourself in your own home. A very easy way to save a lot of money in the heating bill category. Okay, we talked about fans and vents. Penetrations. Uh, These are one of my favorites. You can have mouse entry spots from various locations. You know Jill. Yes. I went up to her home a couple of years ago, and she had a dryer vent Mm -hmm. that was sticking out, uh, I'm going to say about 18 inches, away from the exterior of her home. Mice were jumping up into there. (laughs) They were going into the laundry room, and then the dryer and this metal vent were actually disconnected oh no so now she had these i don't know i want to say dozens of mice just running around her laundry room running around her laundry room and they were making it into the rest of her home i can't believe that was the point of entry 
Yeah, they were able to easily jump, but I'm going to say it was probably 30, uh, I don't know, I want to say it's 30 inches up there. It was a, quite a jump. Maybe no, mice can run straight up a surface. I've watched it. Uh-huh. We used to have, okay, so when I was pregnant, I would buy those five pound bags of nachos that are like huge. Uh-huh. And I kept it on the top of my fridge because I knew we, we did have mice. We lived in this little ghetto house. Oh my gosh. Anyway. And I heard crunching, crunch, 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 crunch. And I come in my kitchen and I watched a mouse run up the side of my refrigerator. Oh, wow. And sure enough, there were more in there. And then I don't want to tell you what we did with them, <laughs> but I watched it. They can run up a wall. Okay, so you've got those penetrations you're going to want to take a look at. If you've got a central air unit, and many of us do, they're going to drill maybe a two-inch diameter hole through which they're bringing a one-inch diameter pipe and a quarter-inch diameter pipe. Mm -hmm. And those two do not fill the two-inch diameter hole. Oh. So if we don't seal that well, that's a way for not only mice to get in, but you're getting air exchange and you're losing heat that way. Wow. So all these little areas, you really have to really inspect your house closely. In addition, then there's the combustion air source, and that is located in the furnace and water heater room. It's usually eight inches in diameter. It's a pipe that is open that runs from the exterior, either the side of your house or maybe the attic, from the exterior into the furnace room. And if it is not there, then every home inspector in the universe is going to write your house up for not having it there. So it is kind of important, and it's supposed to not be blocked in any way. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel the massive volumes of cold air that are coming in through that, and they'll put a pillow in it. Oh, gosh. And you're not supposed to do that because the idea is that if you can't replace the air that's leaving the home from the furnace and water heater, then that air doesn't leave, and then we're back to the everybody dies category. Oh, I don't like that one. So No pillows. Uh, so no pillows, but you do need to have that area sealed because otherwise that is an 8-inch diameter hole from the exterior into your house. Oh my goodness gracious, yes. Yeah, so it is best to have you know walls there and a door and have it fairly well sealed so that all the tundra coldness that there is outdoors mm-hmm. only stays in that one room. Got it. All right. Then finally, electrical plugs. And I don't know why they are so good at this, but there are certain plugs... If you don't have that thermal camera, you want to just, during the winter, you want to put your hand near the exterior electrical plugs and make sure they're not blowing cold air in. I would have never thought in a million years that an electrical plug would be a source of cold air. Yes, they can be bad sometimes. I'm kind of excited to go see all mine now. And if you have that, there are some solutions you can have. Uh, They have some insulative materials that you can get uh, there are a lot of hardware stores or again and as always you can just find it on my website and order it order it from amazon okay wow homemedicworld.com learn something every day yes well at least if you're recording you do right that's right (laughs) so thermostats you'd mentioned that as one of the things that can be done if you're trying to save money and keep your gas use your footprint down and trying to keep your money from going to the gas company Mm -hmm. you want to go with a programmable one yes i love mine tell me you would die so at night my heat goes down to 60 Oh, wow. 60. And then 68 in the day. If I'm really cold, I'll turn it to 72. But I've just always been one that 
I love to sleep under warm blankets, and 60 is not that cold. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is if you're walking around the house, but at night under warm blankets, it's fine. I did marry a Polynesian who would always be like, Hun, it's freezing in here. I'm like, get out of your lava lava. Put on a sweatshirt and some sweats. You'll be just fine. <laughs> but that's what we do at the Tattoo Home. You should come yeah. in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to check that out. So the programmable thermostat will save a lot of money. Obviously, if everybody leaves during the day, there's no use keeping that thermostat at 68 or 72. You can drop it to whatever. 60. Yeah, 60. <laughs> 60 is the number. It's my number. Similarly, I have to tell a story about a guy who my ex-wife called her uncle Werner, but he was one of the cheapest men I've ever met, <laughs> and he would actually keep his thermostat at 45. What? And then he'd just wear what they called sweaters. You know, he, he might I be was a wool sweater that was... 16 sweaters, but the, he called it a sweater. It wasn't a coat, it was a sweater. And so we all just figured that he was super poor and he had to do that to survive. And he died and turns out he was a very rich man. He just liked to conserve his gas. Yes, he did. So these are all options. You can just turn that thermostat just as far fine. down as you want. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let's wrap this segment up. We're going to talk about overuse and how to avoid it. And then we've got some stories. Yay. All right. <laughs> We're still going to put off the whole Master of Your Mansion because that will be what happens after you've listened to all of these segments. All right. And we'll finish up with some sage advice, right? Always. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. This is Julie with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. Today, we are going to talk about seasonal threats and how you can take care of them naturally. Oh, so many of us suffer from that, Julie, especially in the spring and the fall. If we're gardening or we're hiking, our little secret for essential oils is lemon, lavender, and peppermint. I love lemon, lavender, and peppermint because it promotes clear breathing and healthy respiratory functions. It also has a calming and balancing effect and is very cleansing to the body systems. If you'd like to know more about lemon, lavender, or peppermint, go ahead and contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.